There are times we don't sleep well or our stress levels are higher than usual as moms. And when that happens, which is pretty often if we're being honest, it's vital that we adjust. So in this episode, we're talking about why you need to not let stress and circumstances stop you from working out, but instead guide how you stay fit and how to do that. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year, both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. Indeed, we did just talk about what to do when your schedule doesn't support consistency in episode 129. I put it in the show notes for you in case you missed that, because when things like sleep or time are all over the place, it's really easy to just stop altogether and not be consistent and be kind of all over the place with our fitness. So if you're navigating this, go listen to that episode and then come back and listen to this one because I do want you to stay consistent. It's important that we are consistent but it's also important that we're responsive to what's going on in our lives. So this episode is going to be helpful paired with the one that just happened on Thursday. So first let's talk about why you need to let your stress and circumstances guide your workouts. First off, because you are a woman, your cycle impacts how you are throughout said cycle. So how you're feeling, what your emotions are like, what your energy levels are like, how your body's able to recover, how well you sleep. All these things are impacted by your hormones, which fluctuate over the course of your cycle. And cycles can last anywhere. Like a normal cycle is considered anything between 21 and 35 days. So I'm not going to say a month. I'm going to say your cycle, because for some people, it can be more than a month. For some, it can be less than. And I just want to caveat with that. So certain times, during your cycle, like I said, you're going to have high energy. You're going to recover really well. Your body's going to be able to take on higher intensity and longer workouts. And other times in your cycle, you're going to have really low energy. This happens, like I said, because of how our hormones ebb and flow throughout our cycle. And when you work with that ebb and that flow, which is a term called cycle syncing, when you're in tune with that and the habits that you have in all areas of your life, your nutrition, your fitness, your sleep, your productivity, like the type of works you're doing. I mean, all of that is called cycle syncing. And I'm not going to get very deep into that today at all. Like this is the scratch of the surface we're doing, but, um, I will be bringing on some experts in that field in the future because I personally am just like an amateur cycle syncer. Um, I am a student of it, not an expert, but 
when you do start to work with that natural ebb and flow of your cycle, you'll overall be able to function and work out and adapt so much better. And we're simply talking about fitness and your workouts here. But when you can cycle sync, when you can be in tune with kind of what part in your in your cycle that you're at and allow that to dictate your workouts, you're going to recover better. You're going to perform better. You're going to feel better with what you're doing. Um, and then also on the more tangible side, when you have higher levels of stress, when you've got more going on, when you're not sleeping well, or you're just doing a lot more that week than usual, you're simply like to put it in simple terms, you're expending more mental, physical energy than normal. Than when you're at like a base baseline level of life, when you've got a lot more going on or your stress levels are higher, you're not sleeping well, your body is doing more. And I'm not talking about like caloric expenditure here. I'm talking big picture. You're just more demanded of you mentally and physically. You're more spent for lack of a better word versus when you're more rested and you have the capacity to work harder. So that's another thing to consider apart from your cycle is just circumstantially when you've got more going on or when there's more on your shoulders, you're expending more all around overall. And so why would you be demanding more of your body when life is already demanding more of you? And I'm not saying that if you heard that and said, oh, I don't need to work out then. Nope, I did not say that. I'm talking about the intensity levels. So let's pivot into how, how to do this, how to let your stress and your circumstances guide your workouts because you're still going to be consistent, right? You listened to episode 189, you stayed consistent, you're doing the thing, but you don't want to be consistent and just white knuckle what you're supposed to do because you think you're supposed to do it and you're just supposed to get through the tough and be tougher. Like, yes, I'm all about doing hard things. You know that, (laughs) but I'm not about doing them for just the sake of doing them to get tougher because that's when you burn out. That's when you do too much and you're not allowing your body to rest and recover and your mind to restore because yes, when you break a muscle down, right, you got to let it rest so it can recover and build up stronger. The same thing happens with our mind. So it's great to do hard things. Here's my little soapbox. And I am all aboard the do hard things train, as you know, or else this wouldn't be the tough love mom podcast. But after you do that hard thing, you have to let your body recover. And this goes for life. When you're in tough circumstances, when your schedule is crazy, when you're not sleeping through the night, you cannot demand as much of your body. So how do you do that? Good news. It is so simple. It is so simple. Here we go. When you're getting less sleep or more is demanded of you, I want you to do shorter or less intense workouts. So if you've got 10 minutes or 15 minutes, that is better than zero. Go do it. You can do a few exercises in the gym or at home instead of a full workout. Like if you can only get 10 minutes in, only do one set of three exercises, great. Do that instead of doing your full workout. It's so much better than nothing. Actually, before this episode, so we're going out of town this weekend. We're doing a little road trip. It's going to be so much fun. And I'm kind of, it's kind of a rest day for me, but I still like to move a little bit, especially before a road trip. And so right before recording this podcast, actually, to get myself a little more energetic and excited to talk to you, I did some lunges, some air squats. This is all like body weight. I'm in jeans literally right now. Um, I did lunges, body weight squats, and calf raises. And I did that for about five minutes, just like a, a little circuit. And then I sat down. That was my movement for the day. It was like five minutes of exercise, but I needed it for my mental state. I needed it to just get my blood flowing, make my joints feel better before I sit in the car for like two and a half hours. So that's what I did, right? A couple minutes is better than nothing, especially if it's for other parts of your life. And when you're stressed, it's good to move your body, 
but not to overdo it. So like I said, 10, 15, five minutes like I just did, that's great. You can go for a walk. Walks are one of the most underrated restorative things that you could do for your body, especially when you've got a lot going on. And yoga, Pilates, stuff like that is very low intensity. And you can go on the internet, girlfriend, and find like so many free classes that are like 10, 15, 30 minutes if you've got 30 there are so much out there for you if you wanting to do if you're wanting to do some yoga or Pilates, so many. Like Google is your best friend, okay? YouTube search, your best friend. <laughs> Go for a walk, do those types of things when you have a lot going on because I'm not giving you the out to not do anything. I will never do that because I am not a proponent of inconsistency. You can do something. It's better than nothing. Now, on the other hand, on the other side of the coin, When you have more energy or your kids are sleeping longer through the night, you know, you're kind of just coasting, you're you're just a normal week, you don't have extra appointments or you're not traveling, you can do longer workouts. You can do stuff that's more intense. Like go to that hour-long spin class. Go to any group classes, honestly. You can do a full body lift. You can spend an hour working out. You can go running. Like do stuff that's going to challenge you when you do have that capacity. And you, you do have that. If you go back to episode 189, when you plan ahead, when you're looking ahead and saying, okay, that's going to be a tough week, I can scale it back a little bit. I did this for a few months after we moved because I knew that month leading up to moving, the the week that we actually drove across the country and got into our new house and had nothing, and then the week we spent unpacking, and then the weeks following that we were getting adjusted to life in Alabama, all of that took me scaling back because I knew I had a lot on my plate. I knew I was going to be just at a functioning at a slightly higher stress level just day to day because it was new. It was a different place. We were adjusting and that takes a lot. That's a lot, very demanding on your body and your mind. So I did that and it was so needed. Sometimes you just have to do that for a day. Sometimes you have to do it for a season. Just be aware of what that is. Look ahead, plan ahead when you can. And when there's days that stuff just comes up because it will, so many of those days happen just pivot, adjust. If you haven't worked out yet and you wanted to, and the kids are having a horrible day and you're like, yeah, those weights in the garage are not going to happen today. Throw them in the stroller, go for a walk, you know, do that, do something. But back to cycle syncing, because I did bring that up in the why portion of this episode. I want to talk about the how with that. Um, This is another way to be very responsive to your body with how you work out. Like I said, with cycle syncing, (laughs) they cover the gamut. Um, that it's like a whole industry and I'm a student of it, like second grade level student, maybe first grade. (laughs) So I do plan on bringing experts on here, um, in the future because it is such a vast area and, you know, being studied and everything, but to keep it simple, because when things are simple, things get done and I'm here to make you do the start of your cycle is when you have your period three to seven ish days. During that time, you want to be doing very low intensity workouts like walking, Pilates, yoga, foam rolling, stretching. I mean, super light intensity stuff that's just going to let your body rest and recover because you're on your period. The next two weeks after your period are over is when you can get more intense. You kind of like if you're picturing a line that's kind of going up and down, this is when that that line is starting to rise on that graph because your energy levels are starting to go up. So that's when you can start doing more things like running, high intensity weightlifting, like if you do CrossFit, um, cycling, HIT, any of those group classes that are long and intense, this is the time to do those. And it's two whole weeks. You know, the 
the length they always use for our cycles is 28 days. Mine personally is not 28. Um, but it's kind of that day. I'm trying to think the numbers here. Nope. You know, I said I was going to keep it simple. Basically it's the two weeks after you have your period. That's when you can start getting more intense. And then that final week of your cycle, you're starting to slow down again. It's when that graph starts, that line on that graph starts to go downhill. Not, you know, super fast, but it is going back downhill because your energy levels are all dropping. Your, your hormones are starting to go down. You want to start lowering the intensity again. So yoga, bar, you can still do weightlifting, just not as intense. You want to listen to your body more. If you do a weightlifting workout and then you really sore the next day, you know, maybe take it super light. You can incorporate walking, swimming. This is the time for that kind of stuff. So you might find that those ebbs and flows in your energy or your motivation, even, I think that's another good sign kind of, um, those weeks when you want to be doing less intense stuff in your cycle are also weeks you might be like, I'm just not motivated. What is wrong with me? That's like normal to feel that way. Just be aware of it. Um, and you might start to realize that those weeks where you're really low energy or really low in motivation are actually lining up with when that would be normal in your cycle. And it can be really eye opening and kind of take that guilt off because it's normal for us to fluctuate in all of those things. And it should also be normal for us to fluctuate how we work out and to let that ebb and flow dictate how we stay fit. And at the same time, when stress comes up, when circumstances come up that are unexpected or just more of a burden to deal with, guess what? We can also let that help dictate, help guide how we work out. So whether it's circumstances or what you're noting with, noticing with your cycle or how you're sleeping, adapt. It is as simple as making a mental note of how you feel that morning or that day, or like we talked about in episode 189, planning ahead so you can stay consistent, but also then planning how you'll work out amidst that. So you want to look ahead and say, okay, what's coming up in my life that's going to be more just on my plate and doing something about it, planning ahead, say, I'm going to not feel guilty this week about doing like two less workouts and doing a lot more walking. Yes, wacky well, might not feel that productive, but hey, we're going into summer. It's warming up. You're probably still going to make a break of sweat, and that, that even in itself can feel good. But a good workout is not determined by how much you sweat or how sore you are after the fact or how much, you know, how hungry you are, you know, in the hours after. It's not. But anyways, it is not worth pushing through tough workouts all the time simply for the fact of doing it because you should respond to what you'll be facing, what's on your plate, and how you're feeling that day physically. So do that, be proactive, drop the guilt, just tune into how you're feeling. This is a great way when people are like, listen to your body. This is how you do that. Be aware of what's going on in your life, how it's making your body feel, what your mental capacity is, and be responsive with your workouts and just stay consistent. Keep getting after it. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review, letting me know how this show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.